Prime Minister Chris Hipkins and Children's Minister Calvin Davis this afternoon announced their next component of his party's latest law and order package. Work uh, will start towards building two new youth justice units that will cater to up to 30 higher needs youth. The Prime Minister added these units will aim to provide more intensive support for the most serious offenders and will predominantly cater for older teenagers. There is a big difference between a 14-year-old and a 17-year-old in the support and guidance that they need. And yesterday he said that those who publish records of criminal behaviour on social media will receive stronger punishments as it'll be considered by judges as an aggravating factor in sentencing. Hipkins said Kiwis have had a gutsful of people thinking the rules don't apply to them and I have had a gutsful as well. And this comes on the back of a spate of ram raids and youth-related crime countrywide. With us to discuss is criminal defence lawyer Marie Dyberg, KC. Marie, kia ora. It's very nice to have you on the panel. Thank you, Wallace. Nice to be on it. What do you see with this latest announcement and yesterday's, Marie? I, well, where it just stopped yesterday, it was a little bit disconcerting. But this is very uh, positive and very refreshing to see the units being built because it's been in the wings for a while that, of course, the hard line doesn't work, that a great number of the more serious offenders who are very traumatised and damaged youth anyway, once they uh, leave the care and the protection and the resources of the youth court are pretty much thrown on on the heap and there's nothing for them. So it's good to see that the the crossover here, the youth rehabilitation will continue to them as they're older, and that is is a lot more positive to put the money into rehabilitation. And I guess the proof will be in the pudding, or rather the devil in the detail on just what these youth justice units that will cater to up to 30 higher needs youth, what they'll look like, how they'll be resourced, what sort of in-person care there'll be, many questions still to come. Indeed, uh, but the spotlight will be on them and science has been telling us, particularly neuroscience for a long time, has actually been developing and telling us that you have a lot of these offenders, they they're cannot have any sort of empathy or remorse because they are so damaged. They suffer from dreadful um, um, fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, brain injury, ADHD, autism. And now that there is that connection to show that there is a component where they're unable to empathise, to have remorse, or take responsibility, you've got to deal with those disorders at the same time as holding them accountable for their mistakes and imprisonment has to be a measure of last resort. Let's bring in our panel. Ellie Jones, let's bring you in. Yeah, this is really interesting. Um, I think you'll probably know what I'm going to say because I have said it before. Mari, what I'm interested in here is, to me, this is a little bit like shutting the gate after the horse has bolted. I acknowledge that this is positive for this point in time and the issues we're having to deal with. But shouldn't the government, and whatever colour, whatever side of the house is in government, shouldn't they also be announcing at the same time something that allows these young people a better chance in not getting 
into that circumstance that we get into early intervention as suggested in Justice Roper's court uh, report of 87 that you know we, we allow for example midwives midwives could be referring some of these families that have got generational dysfunction uh, as a history here and we should be getting in really early not when someone's 15 not when someone's 20 but while the mother is pregnant well, I just wonder what your thoughts are on that 100% Hundred percent with you, and and we have to get the community, you know, society to say, you know, with these young children at five years old when they start school, you know exactly the vulnerable families, you know exactly the ones that are going to be heading down the wrong path unless there is a lot of resources uh, spent on them and intervened at that early stage. We have been saying that, Ali, for years and years. So why the reluctance, Murray? Why, why is there not uh, you know, as much focus on this and resourcing of this? It's not rocket science, right? No, it's not. But I think there, um, and I have to be very careful <laughs> what I say, but I have a number of friends who are, are really incensed that we spend their tax dollar on people that they see as degenerate, as people who aren't prepared to help themselves they just want to live on drugs and stuff mm-hmm. and that is far from the case so again it's that awful thing about saying you need to really take this as a 20-year project and to hell with what anybody else says about where their tax dollar goes and making them money these are people who are damaged generations damaged we've got to intervene and we have to do support Again, health support, all sorts of education, all sorts of budgeting, drug and alcohol um, addiction, and it's not because they are weak uh, people not worth saving. They absolutely are, and that's where we have to go. I'm 100% with you, right. and that's what every government should be stepping up and doing. <coughs> Alan. Andrew Beecroft said sorry. it for years. Yeah, sorry, Marie. Right. Yeah, let's bring in Alan Blackman. <clears throat> yeah, Marie. Um, I guess I'm surprised at the... The size of the units, only 30, um, that seems to me to be a very, very small number. But, um, (laughs) you know, and and I'm sure there's a hell of a lot more kids out there that need the help. So, you know, we must be talking the the really, really damaged kids, as as you say. But, um, I mean, the Labour government has, has gone on about that they want to decrease the prison population and I'm totally with you two, you know, the, the easiest way to decrease the prison population is to stop people getting into prison in the first place. It's mm. surely early intervention, prevent crime and and absolutely central to that is education. It, it, it absolutely is. And, you know, it it's surely a no-brainer and surely, as you say, governments of both hues should mm. be working at this. But what about the now? Um, by the way, we are with um, Marie Dyberg KC this afternoon on the panel. I mean... It, it is, is it fair to say, echoing uh, the Prime Minister, that people have just had a guts for They've had enough. And if you own a small bricks-and-mortar business, mm-hmm. yes, you can have your education, but you want a solution now. It's going to always be back in, in the back of your mind when you go to work in the morning. Will I be next? Am I being broken into this week, Marie? What, what, do, you, what do you see when you see these uh, news reports? I think, I think you've hit it on the head because... If only the media stopped reporting the glamour that some people will say and say, hey, that was me, look at me, and I'm ram raiding and doing all the rest. It, all along the way, there are types of crimes that become prevalent 
they become a lot more uh, often, you know, a lot more sort of, you know, recurring. And then they fade away because everyone steps in. So at the moment, it is ram rating. Now, that does not help the small business owners because, of course, they don't know if they're going to be next. Component of my view is for the um, ram raters at the moment is that you give either tax breaks or money to the smaller businesses to say, look, uh, barricade yourself. If I have to come into a dairy and somebody's behind a cage or their barriers, I won't mind that because it protects you. We have to give the victims of this as well a real financial backup. Once you start collecting these young people who are part and parcel of the RAM raids, once you start getting the older people who are actually parties to this as well, and that's that other component about making it aggravating because a lot of these kids are, are being led by the older ones, when you start you know, hitting them hard about the repercussions and then you get them under your wing, you'll find it will ease off, but, but it will take a while. But again, it's just that the, you know, the, the fear in the media, and the young kids kind of, you know, they're broken, so they think it's smart. They say, oh, yes, that's me, or, or what a good idea that is, and that doesn't help the situation. But there will come a period where... These people, even if they're in the 18 to 25-year-old group, they will be held accountable. They will be being worked with to turn them around. Uh, And with a bit of luck, there will be some help uh, for people who want to protect their businesses. It's got to be both sides. Marie Dyberg, it's a pleasure having you on the program, and I appreciate your time today. Not at all. Thank you, Wallace. That's your criminal defence lawyer, Marie Dyberg.